remembering awareness. A simple, simple practice. Nothing particularly we have to do. No particular experiences we have to find or connect with. Just this simple aware. And what is happening? What is obvious? Exploring the possibility of allowing what is here. Not pushing it away or holding on to it. What is happening in this moment is already happening. The allowing of experience is allowing what is already here to be here. Allowing, experience, accepting what has come to be. It's not about agreeing or disagreeing with what is here. Not about liking it or not liking it. It is a simple recognition that what's happening is happening.
And sometimes what is happening is resistance. That too can be allowed when resistance is what has come to be and is already happening. That too. Resistance is happening. Are you aware? Relax and receive. Perhaps letting awareness come to you, letting experience come to you. Practice is so, so simple. Just this simple recognition of this is what has already arisen. over and over, moment by moment, cultivating the recognition of awareness and what is happening. With this attitude of allowing Curiosity, receptivity, 
as the momentum of this simple awareness builds as it grows. That creates the conditions for understanding. Understanding through experience what takes us in the direction of suffering and struggle and what moves us in the direction of ease and peace. That in a simple understanding of this way lies struggle and stress, this way lies ease, release. We feel that, experience it through this connection, simple connection. The understanding isn't something that we do or figure out. It takes some trust to connect with this simple practice, cultivate this momentum, continuity of mindfulness. which allows this understanding, the wisdom, to naturally develop. We aren't in charge of the wisdom. And so this bumps up against our habit of wanting to figure out, trying to control or fix. It makes us uncomfortable sometimes, makes some of us uncomfortable. And when that uncomfortableness arises, that's just what has come to be in this moment. Can that be allowed? It all sometimes says that the meditating mind is simple, not complicated. And 
that feels like there's something complicated happening, that's just an experience, just an object, something to understand, to recognize, oh, complication is happening. So the meditating mind is simple, not complicated. If there's a feeling of complication, it's just an object. Remembering awareness. Relax. Receive. Allow. And learning will follow.
the simplicity of this practice is sometimes hard to trust. We're so used to being in charge, figuring things out, looking for answers. And yet the very simplicity of connecting with awareness, with this curiosity and allowing attitude, creates the conditions for the learning, the wisdom to happen. really was, I think, such an amazing thing for the Buddha to recognize this capacity for awareness and just the recognition of, oh, this is what it's like to be experiencing whatever is happening. That that kind of attention, that kind of awareness begins to sort out what's helpful and what's not helpful through the process of experiencing what's helpful and what's not helpful. And so in this practice, we get to experience, for instance, if anger is arising, we experience the suffering, the pain of what it's like to be a human being that's feeling anger. And that's not a mistake. It's actually how the practice works. Wisdom begins to recognize that pain, that that feeling of stress, of suffering, is not the way towards ease or peace. And unfortunately, our system kind of wants to move in the direction of ease and peace. And so when wisdom sees, oh, that is the experience of that is not ease and peace, wisdom begins to work out how to let it go. But we don't do that. There are times when we can set it aside and say, yep, I'm not going to attend to you right now. Or sometimes the very recognition of it, it begins to fall apart. But that's wisdom doing that. We think, we, we take ownership of wisdom sometimes. We go, oh, I let that go. And so we are cultivating the conditions for wisdom to develop, for wisdom to grow. One of you left a note asking a question about
How do I know progress? How do I measure progress in the practice? Progress has the, the connotation of needing getting from here to there. And so maybe progress isn't quite the right word for what we what happens to us in this process. Wisdom does develop as we practice. And the kind of awareness of and recognition of that wisdom supports its further cultivation. The one time at the center with Sayadaw, he, he said to me, notice wisdom at work. So wisdom is an activity of mind. Like uh, anger is an activity of mind. Anger's got its agenda. Anger, you know, wants to lash out. Anger has beliefs and views. And when we are in the field of anger, we are kind of following the energy and the activity of anger. Again, not us doing it. Not personal, it's not self. So anger has that activity, and, and Sayadaw often talks about notice what it's like for anger to be at work. He even sometimes says, Get familiar with the job description of anger, get familiar with the job description of frustration. You know, get to know what they, what they do, and that creates the conditions for learning. And so when he, he asked me to recognize, well, notice wisdom at work, he was essentially saying, what's the job description of wisdom? Get to know that. So it's an activity of mind that is arising sometimes, not at others. When delusion is strong, wisdom tends to not be there. And wisdom does arise. And so some way of beginning to recognize the experience of wisdom is how I framed it for myself, you know. Can I get to know what it's like for wisdom to be happening? Like what it's like for anger to be happening. So what is it like when wisdom is happening? So when he uh, asked me to do that, I I had no idea. Like, what does that even mean? I had all these ideas about what wisdom was, like some grand thing. It would be a big kablooey, like experience where suddenly I would know things, or I don't know what I thought, but something like that. And he was pointing me more to just like noticing in the moment what the experience is like when wisdom is there. And I knew that, um, I mean, I had enough kind of knowledge to, to about the suttas and study to know that Wisdom was um, active with helping me to understand suffering and ease. And so that kind of distinction of recognizing when I'm stuck and caught and when I'm not stuck and caught. And so I simply began noticing, well, I'm not stuck and caught right now, so wisdom must be at work right now. That's where I began with that exploration. 
oh, this is, so feels fairly easeful. Wisdom must be at work here. And through the course of that exploration, I found a number of different ways that um, it felt like wisdom understood things or recognized things. And so I I, I thought to just share a few of these and... um, So, we could call these the symptoms of wisdom. And this is not a complete list by any means. I think one of the, uh, one of the first ways many of us feel this experience of wisdom without actually necessarily recognizing it is when there's a little bit of a shift when we are aware of something challenging. Something's challenging, happening, experience of frustration, and we recognize it. We, we, we notice the shift from being caught in that frustration to, oh, it's just frustration. And there's often a feeling of a little bit of space, a kind of a release of some kind of being stuck to something, a feeling of no longer being dragged along by the frustration, but just, oh, it's just frustration that's happening. It's okay. So that experience, wisdom. Wisdom is recognizing that frustration is happening. And the ease there, the space there, we could say, is a symptom of wisdom. And so, you know, in this case, you know, we might think when wisdom is strong, we wouldn't be experiencing frustration, but this is how it begins. We feel that shift. Now, part of the reason to talk about this and and point to this as wisdom is is to develop kind of the confidence in the practice, develop the trust in the practice. We, we feel that shift, and in the feeling of that shift, our system understands this is useful. It's like we don't have to think about it. The feeling of that caught in frustration, no, it's just frustration. It feels so different. Our system knows this is a direction. This is a, this is a skillful way. That's wisdom also pointing out the way. As we notice wisdom at work, as we notice wisdom happening, because it's a phenomenon of mind, you know, mindful of that process, when we are mindful, aware, recognizing wholesome qualities of mind, of which wisdom is one of the wholesome qualities, really wholesome quality, when we recognize, are aware of wisdom, it strengthens that quality. Mindfulness of wholesome qualities strengthens the wholesome qualities. Mindfulness of unwholesome qualities creates the condition for them to weaken, creates the condition for them to let go. And so as we can begin to recognize wisdom at work, it strengthens it, partly because we feel 
that movement. Our system knows, oh, this way, ah, this way feels like the way to go. We, do, we don't see where we're going, but this way feels supportive. And so that recognition begins to cultivate or strengthen our understanding of the value of why we do this, which encourages us to practice, which encourages us to be curious more and explore this awareness and allowing more. So in recognizing some of these shifts, it can be useful. So other ways to notice wisdom. We might see something arising. See, for instance, we're sitting and we see pressure on our bladder and we see the mind think, time to get up. And we, we, know, we, we, we see that that happened. We see that it arose. So the wisdom is seeing it, not me thinking that thought, Wisdom understands this was a condition that arose and this arising happened out of conditions. This is another way wisdom recognizes things through the conditioned nature unfolding. Another way that we often experience wisdom early on in practice and don't necessarily trust it or think of it as as wisdom is that recognition of suffering. Like when I described like experiencing anger, when we experience anger and we, we are mindful of it, we feel the suffering of it. It's wisdom that feels that suffering and understands this is suffering, understands it as something created by our minds, from causes and conditions. An early insight for me around anger, anger was one of my first meditation objects, um, was the recognition that when I'm caught in anger, I think that anger is going to make somebody else miserable. But then I discovered as I became aware of the experience of anger, that I was miserable first. And that's wisdom pointing out the experience of suffering. Wisdom actually develops through contact with suffering. Not resisting it, not pushing or pulling around it, but meeting it with this kind of awareness. At Shui Umin, the first couple of weeks there, I was recognizing so much dukkha and thinking, you know, I'm 10 days into the retreat and like all I'm experiencing is pain and suffering and <laughs> it's so painful. Usually by 10 days into the retreat, I'm way more concentrated, way more settled. This practice can't possibly be working. And, and then I began recognizing it as dukkha, 
Wisdom began recognizing, oh, dukkha, right? Oh, dukkha. Wisdom kind of pointed out, dukkha, oh, right, dukkha. This is what the Buddha said we need to understand. The wisdom was active in that moment, recognizing, oh, dukkha, right? This is the whole point. (laughs) Understanding dukkha is the point. So a few announcements. Please wear masks indoors everywhere, including the walking halls, the dorms in here. Please, please continue to wear your masks. And then um, at the three o'clock, just a reminder about how the movement practice will work. Mark will be in here at 3.15 to put the recording on again today. Is that right, Mark, at 3.15? Yeah, but at 3 o'clock, you're welcome to um, come in to do the uh, uh, beginning sequences. uh, There's a flyer out on a table that describes some of them. So the period between 3 and 4 is a time in the hall where there can be movement practice, mindful movement practice in the hall. Um, I'm sorry, between 3 and 3.45, after the the video uh, ends, that will be the time for the hall to come back into a a still meditation space instead of a moving meditation space. The second, we have our groups today. If you weren't seen yesterday, you should be seen today. So again, check the board for the time and the group that you're seeing. And Lian Chi will be offering some sign-ups again today in room two up here, individual sign-ups. And so those are, those are posted now, Lian Chi. Okay. So as usual, it is a perfect day for this practice.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.